Hey everyone, so recently I decided to do a thing. After nearly three years and two and a half million downloads, I changed the name of the show from Journey to Manifesting to the Sarah Prout Podcast. Everything is still the same, just with a different name, so I hope you enjoy. This is episode one with CEO of Soulspace Media, Sean Patrick Simpson. Welcome to your journey to manifesting. My name is Sarah Prout, best-selling author and creator of The Manifesting Academy. Each week, I'll bring you an inspirational message or share powerful conversations with thought leaders, game changers, and light workers. The intention here is to motivate you to create the life of your wildest dreams. Thank you so much for spending some time with me today. Now let the journey to manifesting begin. Hey everyone, I am so incredibly excited to be kicking off this very first episode of Journey to Manifesting with one of my all-time favorite people in the entire universe. His name is Sean Patrick Simpson, and he's the CEO of our company, Self Space Media. He's also my amazing soulmate husband. Sean was recently quoted in an article on Forbes.com as the messenger alchemist because of his incredible work in the digital marketing space. And I'm not just saying this because I'm his wife, but he has one of the most brilliant minds when it comes to marketing that I have ever experienced on all of my entrepreneurial adventures. And I'm so fortunate that we get to run our business together and raise four beautiful children together. So without further ado, here is episode one of Journey to Manifesting. I hope you enjoy. So first up, I just want to welcome you as my very first special guest. <laughs> Thank you, lover. So I think we should just jump straight into this. And I want to ask you the very first question. Okay. So you've been given three magical invitations and you get to invite three people either dead or alive to have a dinner, a dinner party with you and you get to discuss spirituality and manifesting. Who would it be and why? Oh, wow. <laughs> <laughs> I, that, that is not a question I was expecting. Nope. Okay, so... Three people, dead or alive, and I can discuss anything spiritual. Yes, you have three magical invitations. Gosh, that's a tough choice. But the first person that comes to mind is Wayne Dyer. Mm -hmm. I really love Wayne, and the, you, you remember we we uh, once upon a time we set the intention that we would meet him one day and take him to the zoo. Oh, um, he, was, he was such a beautiful man. I remember shaking his hand and you know feeling that energy pulsate through my whole body. He's yeah, so beautiful. Yeah, he he's a great guy. So there'd be Wayne Dyer. Mm -hmm. I think I don't know much about him other than you know you you hear the the quotes "Be the change you wish to see in the world," but Gandhi. Okay. So I'd be curious to meet Gandhi mm -hmm. and to know what the real deal is. I mean, I suppose I could learn more by looking through history. Um, and then the third person would actually be your mentor, the person that, that you followed for years, um, uh, Bai Sahib. Mm -hmm. Yeah, Bai Sahib really would be a great person to have at a dinner party. <laughs> yeah. 
That's a great selection. So out of all of the three possibilities in the whole entire world, they're the three that you would love to have an, have a dinner party with. <laughs> I think I think so. I mean, I, if I had more time to sleep on it, I'd probably have other people come to mind and I'd be able to give a good choice through multiple people. But those are the first three that come to mind for sure. Okay. Well, I hope I'd be your plus one. <laughs> you would. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> So you're the co-founder of our wildly successful Manifesting Academy, and I noticed in our Soul Tribe community that our students were really curious to know more about your manifesting origin story. Mm-hmm. And it was serendipitous because we'd scheduled you to be the very first guest on Journey to Manifesting. So let's let's just start it off with a little bit of a backstory about where your interest in manifesting started and your interest in spirituality. Gosh, where did it first start? I I think I think it started with the idea of personal development first. So, when I was a kid, I I didn't really know the difference between spirituality and religion, for example, but I I did feel turned off growing up to the ideas of religion because of the dogma that I would see, because of the limitations I would see it play it, it place on people a lot of times. And I don't think so much religion in itself, but how it was taught to them. Uh, so so often I'd see people with these really deeply scarcity mindsets or limitations based off of the structure that they they've been taught and and raised up on. Um, and so I I kind of developed kind of an aversion towards that. And so as I was a child and grew up and in my teenage years, I started really, uh, I kind of had a personal development kind of attitude mm-hmm. where when I was 10 years old, I started Taekwondo and uh, two years before that I started piano. And in everything that I did, I I had this mindset of, I, I've got to be the best I can be. I've got to be the best. And and I would always strive for that kind of achievement. And growing up, I would always or I would often ask the question, what can I learn from this? Anytime I would uh, experience frustrations or doubt or fear or, or, you know, any of those negative vibrations, mm-hmm. I would ask the question, what can I learn from this? Because I would see my elders, I would see my parents or, or people 10, 20, 30 years my senior, and I would ask myself, why is it? that they're still going through the same challenges that they would have gone through when they were 15 or that I'm going through now. And so I would kind of use that to inspire me to uh, really expand my own uh, journey. Mm -hmm. And so it it, it started with personal development, and I got into the spirituality side of things, I guess, uh, probably around my time in college. Okay, so would you say that there was a particular book that started it all for you or something that really started to get that snowball of inspiration happening? Yeah, the earliest I can remember on that was in my when I graduated from high school, I went into a severe depression. I was I was terrified of graduating high school and going outside the bubble because I, I just I didn't know where my life was going to be headed and I was very connected and attached to the people around me and I couldn't handle the idea of losing those connections. Mm-hmm. So I I went through depression from uh, that and through heartbreak and and so on and I remember in the midst of that depression around when I was somewhere between the ages of eighteen and twenty my the college that I went to was about a 45 minute drive and 
every few days I'd I'd drive there because it was, I think, three days a week. And there came a point where I got the audiobook Stillness Speaks by Mm. Eckhart Tolle. A lot of people know of Eckhart Tolle uh, because of his book The Power of Now, and that's what he's most uh, known and renowned for. Others know him from uh, his book A New Earth because that was featured on Oprah. Mm. But it was his book Stillness Speaks that really spoke to me. (laughs) And, And I think what was so magical about it is that the audio version of it, it, it was him speaking, and the book was not the type that you read from front to back. It was really in, in short snippets where there were long pauses in between each section. And so there would literally be minutes of stillness at points. So he would be talking, and, and I, I remember driving down between two mountains and just uh, suddenly tuning in to – the, the beauty of the earth and looking up and seeing the clouds and the blue sky. And it said something to the degree of be still and tune into the now. And then it, it paused. It was just silent. And it was in that moment that I had this really deep connection mm. to the universe, I'd say. And, and, and that, that's, that's one of those moments that I'll, I'll never forget. Yeah, yeah, I'm, I'm still here. Yeah, what happened? <laughs> I, I, th- that was, that was, that was it. <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> I, I mean, I it mean that like that dropped bit of... out for a minute. Then that's okay. That's fine. I, well, Sorry. that 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 silence, that stillness, stillness is <laughs> exactly what I was talking about. That there were there was that stillness right there, and and I mean, you and I were both tuned into the slight awkwardness of it, going, "Who's going to talk?" <laughs> no, but, it was, it was almost it, like it, technical failure because it went completely still. Yeah. So there we go, <laughs> an active demonstration of stillness. <laughs> Absolutely. So um, I will link to that book in the show notes, which will be really good for anybody that has never been introduced to that book before. So what would you say is one of the most powerful tools in your spiritual toolbox? Hmm. One of the most powerful tools in my spiritual toolbox. Um, the, The knowing that everything happens in divine timing. Yeah, that is not something that I used to know. And there's there there's a difference between understanding, which a lot of people experience. A lot of people experience understanding around a concept. But then there's a difference when you when you truly know something. Mm -hmm. A lot of people will say they know something. But knowing is is this experience almost at a, a, a cellular level, so to speak. And I think you and I, for example, over the years, we, we heard about this idea of everything happens in divine timing, and we really resisted against it mm. during our journey for, for a number of reasons. So would you, would you mind sharing some of the more challenging times? I know you mentioned the depression that you went through in your college years, but mm-hmm. feel free to share some of the experiences that we've had. Uh, mm. Whether it's multiple miscarriages or you know not having enough money at certain places and it getting really scary very quickly, um, yeah. and so just kind of explain how you dealt with them and your mindset and how was the best way that you navigated that uncertainty. Okay, well the first one I'm going to talk about is love. 
<laughs> so here's the thing. For years before I met the love of my life, Sarah Prout, hey. <laughs> I, I, uh, I, I was one to fall really hard. It, whenever I would have a crush, I would fall so hard. And what I, I, I craved so deeply to have a magical relationship, to have – to find the one, so to speak. And I can only imagine that if over all those many years that I set intentions to manifest love or to manifest a relationship, if I did manifest someone 10 years earlier, well – it wouldn't have been you, mm. you know, and <laughs> well, it so, couldn't have been. <laughs> no, it, it couldn't have been because you you were married at the time. Yeah, and I was I'm five years older than you, and you would have exactly. been a child. So. <laughs> <laughs> exactly, but it, it's it's that it's that scenario where you know I over the years I could have gone and and I did I I you know oh, I just want uh, I want to have a, a g- good relationship I want to find the one I want to be in love I want someone to share life with mm-hmm. and I craved that I needed that I wanted that I was to a degree desperate for that but here's the thing I I couldn't have understood at that time this idea of divine timing a, a lot of these principles that we teach about manifestation People will start to understand, but they can only know after a certain period of time has unfolded for them to go through their own challenges and trials and tribulations and for their own journey to unfold. Mm -hmm. So this was a scenario where I couldn't understand how divine timing applied to love until after I met you, until after uh, we, we met each other and I flew to Australia and we fell in love. For those of you that don't know, Sean and I met on Twitter. So it mm. was literally like finding a needle in a haystack. <laughs> yeah. yeah, that it was. And I, I flew across the world because I knew I was in love with you. Yeah. And yeah, I, I, I just I could not have understood before what it meant to that everything happens in divine timing. And thank God it does, because if if it didn't, then I would have been with someone else who wasn't the right person for me. But mm. you are. So. <laughs> So that, that's where divine timing happens with love. Mm-hmm. Then there's the divine timing with uh, you know, having a baby. For us, we went through, gosh, how many, how many miscarriages was it? Six? Seven? Yeah, we lost six. Maybe yeah. seven, but definitely six. Yeah, that, that's one that we're unsure of. But, and that was in a ten, nine or ten-month period. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Some people oh, have – It was really have, tough. Really tough. Yeah. Some people have a hard time getting pregnant, but you and I just couldn't stay pregnant. And mm-hmm. God, that was the uh, nine or ten of the most challenging months of my life, of our life. Mm-hmm. But again, it it was this idea of everything happens in divine timing. For us, our divine timing for having a baby wasn't during that nine-month period. It wasn't until later. And yeah, one could argue that, oh, well, you know, maybe we should have had one. But I don't agree that we should have had a baby during that nine months, during any of those miscarriages. And, you know, you and I, we're on a mission to help inspire people to tune into their limitless possibilities. That's, mm-hmm. that's the mission behind our company, Soul Space. Mm-hmm. And I don't believe that you and I could have the same level of impact that we have been having. I don't believe that you and I 
would would be reaching millions of people each month if we didn't go through the kinds of challenges that we have had. So sometimes we set intentions that are – we may think our intention is one thing, but the universe has so much more in store for us. Mm-hmm. So yes, we set an intention to have a baby, mm-hmm. but also set an intention to have an incredible – spiritual journey, an incredible manifesting journey, an incredible journey of conscious expansion and growth. And with that comes its challenges. So yeah, you do have to be careful what you wish for, but I wouldn't wish for anything differently because our baby was delivered in divine timing. Our babies <laughs> delivered in divine timing. And oh my God, am I in love with our uh, Lulu Dawn and Ava Moon. Yeah, it was such a challenging time with the levels of uncertainty that we had to navigate. But I wouldn't change anything even if I could. Mm-hmm. Because now yeah. I can see in hindsight that you know all of that training helped us to help other people and i received so many emails and messages from people that you know had given up hope that they were ever going to have a child and then all of a sudden they've got that baby in their arms right now yeah and so and it it just puts things in perspective that any pain that people are going through right now can actually be transformed into power that helps mm. be of service to other people so yeah it's really interesting and, and yeah ex- exactly love and and then the third, the third one I, I want to touch on, and I feel like this is a, a great triad to touch on uh, on divine timing is uh, money. Mm-hmm. And for for years and years and years, I, I wanted to you know have uh, abundance to my name. I wanted to be prosperous, but uh, I struggled. And the same went for you. Uh, you know, I mean, what was the struggle like for you with money, love? Well, for those of you that might be new to my story, I left a 10-year marriage with absolutely nothing (laughs) and two children and two suitcases and over $30,000 worth of credit card debt. So I was living week to week on a welfare check and some days there wasn't even enough money to feed my kids, which made me feel very ashamed and very powerless. And so I decided to tune into the things that I could do about money and raise my vibration and study abundance techniques and manifesting techniques. So it's, it's scary. And the, the thing is with money, you never know when it's going to flow into your reality and you never know when it's going to flow into your reality. So yeah. It's like you've got to navigate this again, playground of uncertainty where, mm-hmm. you know, you never know what's going to happen next. So you kind of have to prepare for winter and be smart about it. And I think the more you love your money and look after it, the more it will be a mutual support system that your money will reciprocate. So where would you say that our turning point was when we started to not worry about money so much and we started to see that there were possibilities beginning to appear? Well, I don't think that it was just an overnight thing. I I think we went through a lot of ups and downs with it. I, for example, there, there, there were a number of times that we we've, we've made really foolish decisions with our monies, and I think that that's probably a, a big journey for a lot of people. Is that even if they do start to earn some money or manifest abundance, they don't always know what to do with it. Mm-hmm. And that's a scenario that we had is, is that when we first started out our business, 
before Soul Space Media, we had Elshka Publishing, which was a for those that are that don't know about it, it was a compilation book publishing model. And you know, we we would manifest a decent amount of uh, money each year, but then we didn't know what to do with it. Mm-hmm. Uh, we didn't know how to invest back in ourselves or invest back in our business. And so slowly, the money would run out again. So I don't think it was an overnight experience, mm-hmm. but the thing that made abundance and prosperity work for us is that we were willing to keep trying. We were willing to keep getting back up. Every single time we would fail, we would ask ourselves if there was another and better way to manifest money. So for those who are wanting to manifest prosperity or abundance, I say keep trying different things. If you're in the job market, for example, and and want to manifest money by getting a job, then apply to as many as possible. If you're more of the entrepreneurial spirit, then explore different possibilities for how to create that abundance in your life. And when one thing doesn't work, try another and then try another again and try another. And I would say ultimately, that's what made things work for us was our willingness to keep getting back up and trying something new. Yeah, we really discovered how to fail fast. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. And it wasn't it wasn't easy. This journey to what we've created has been a long, arduous, trying journey with a lot of ups and downs and challenges. Yeah, I think no a lot su- of people there think there is no such thing as an overnight success. You know, you'll find no. there's probably like seven or eight years worth of training and experience to get yeah. to a level of uh, balance and harmony where you're not struggling as much. Exactly. And I think a lot of people probably look at what we've created and go, oh, they've, they've made it. I w- wish we could, uh, I could manifest like Sarah and Sean have. And, and I don't think there's ever a point where you feel like, okay, I've made it. Because at every stage of your journey, there's more unfolding to take place. Mm-hmm. So you know, where we're at now, I have just as many goals, dreams, wishes, and desires, and just as much of a feeling of, all right, what's next? But it it all comes down to creating a sense of presence and joy and appreciation for the present moment every step of the way. Because no matter where you are in your journey, there's always going to be something else to achieve, something else to manifest. So it comes down to making sure you are tuning in to that gratitude and appreciation for what you're manifesting, not just long term, but on a daily basis, and that you're creating a life you love rather than leaving it up for circumstance. I wanted to share something that I noticed before that you mentioned, and it's a really cool tool that I thought you might have mentioned is in your spiritual toolbox. And that Uh is uh, talking about the power of transformational vocabulary and language patterns Mm. and how they affect someone's ability to manifest. So before, when you were Mm. talking about Taekwondo and, and leading into your depression story, you switched it out from always to often. So yeah. it, it was just that switch where I'm like, okay, he's really walking the talk here. And I really would love for you to share a little bit about how you discovered the power of transformational vocabulary and how mm-hmm. other people can start to become noticed, uh, to start to notice their language patterns and how they serve them or, you know, shoot themselves in the foot. <laughs> sure. Well, I think I got it somewhat unconsciously way earlier on. So I actually mentioned it earlier in this interview without mentioning it. And it was to do of when I 
started asking myself the, the questions early on, what can I learn from this? So by there, there's two things we can do. We can either look at life and and just see it as a challenging environment that we live in, and it, it, it's 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 that half glass empty slash glass half full conversation. Mm-hmm. And there are different language patterns that are associated with each glass. If you're a glass half empty sort of person, then you're you're asking questions. You're asking. Disempowering questions and making disempowering statements about life. You may may say, "Oh, what what was it that got me into this situation?" You know, with that negative energy. You might go, "Oh, life is so frustrating," or this or that, or, or I'm I hate all, this. I hate I, that. <laughs> exactly. I hate this. I, I'm always having X Y Z happen to me. I I'm never manifesting what I want. Um, every single time I go out there in the world. Bad things happen. Those are universals. Every, never, always, and, and those those are things that I, I I learned about. Gosh, ten years ago from a very dear mentor of mine who who taught about uh, uh, identifying and watching the universal language patterns. Let, and let's the uni- mention his name too. His name's Scott Demolin. Yeah, Scott Demolin. He, he's a very dear friend and, and dear mentor, and he's the first one that opened up my awareness to those. And it's very simple. When are you saying uh, never, every, always? And the great response to it, we we actually did this in a business that we worked at together. Scott did a sales training for everyone. And he said that, look, every time uh, a client says every time or never or always, ask the question, always, every, every time, never, because it suddenly makes you realize uh, through that simple question, it suddenly makes you realize that you're creating a reality that is not true. It is very, very, very rare that never, always, and every are true. And so when you can start to identify how those language patterns could be negatively impacting your reality, it can really shift things. Now, I'm not saying that you should never use those. They are useful, but it's important to become aware of when and how you're saying them. The other side is the power of uh, transformational questions. And like I said, early on, I started asking the questions of myself, what can I learn from this? How can I grow from this? Later on from Scott, I I learned to, to ask the question, what's great about this? And when you apply that question to any situation, especially the challenges, the trials, when you're going through through something that that feels awful or or you know just you're really finding life to be a struggle, if you can ask the question, "What's great about this?" You're already one step in the right direction. Now, I'm not saying that you're always going to find the answer especially when you're going through the struggle or challenge. Asking that question, uh, you're, you, the, the other side of your brain may be going, screw you, nothing's <laughs> great about this. Mm. But if you're open and willing and go, okay, you know what? Dear universe, I don't know what the answer is to this question right now, but I'm going to just put it out there. I'm going to put out this question and ask, what's great about this? Would you please, universe, deliver to me the answer Tell me what is great about this so I can learn, so I can grow, so that I can expand on this journey. And it's simply that willingness that that there is an answer out there for that question that can dramatically transform your life. 
It also yeah. transforms your beliefs because exactly. you manifest based on your beliefs. And I think with our students and we've worked with thousands upon thousands of people around the world to help them to manifest their desires. And mm. I think that language patterns and transformational vocabulary helps tremendously with manifesting abundance and manifesting money because yeah. it's those tiny beliefs that are usually seeded in us from our parents, from our childhood yeah. of there's never enough or money is always hard to come by. It's just that tiny little shift that works as an affirmation to imprint not only your subconscious mind, but the vibration that you're putting out there to the universe that will ultimately come back to you. So, so exactly. And, and if you look at the members of our soul tribe, the, the members in our manifesting Academy, you know, we're, we're connecting with them uh, on a daily basis in, in the Facebook group. We're, we're able to see, see their, their comments and their questions and concerns every single day. And while for the most part, you and I mostly interact uh, every couple weeks on, on our on the manifesting trainings and Q and A sessions. It, every now and then, you know, we we dive in there and and answer some questions. And what consistently happens is that we're exploring the ways in which they talk about life, the statements they're making about their reality, the questions that they're asking, and so oftentimes the thing that makes a difference to them is the tiniest shift in perception that we are able to offer them. And many times that comes into how they're speaking to themselves or speaking to others or speaking to the universe. In other words, the language and thought patterns that they're embodying on a daily basis. Mm, I love that. So what do you believe is the primary purpose of life. So when you wrap up all of these spiritual tools and manifesting techniques and transformational vocabulary, what's the primary purpose of us being here? I think it's different for everyone. I, I think because there's, I feel like there's a mental answer and then there's an answer that, uh, the, the, you just, I don't know that, that there is a, Gosh, that's a good question, love. Uh, like, <laughs> it's a bit what, of a what, showstopper, isn't it? <laughs> it is. I, I mean, because I, I feel like it's a question that no matter what I say, it's going to be mind-based and, and I can't do it justice. Yeah. For me personally, the purpose of life is, is to embark on a journey of expansion and spiritual awakening. Mm. But even when I say that – the question leads to, well, what is spiritual awakening? You know, so many people think they know what spirituality or consciousness or expansion is. And I've got ideas, but I also don't want to say what is truth for any one person or, or for, quote unquote, everyone. You mm -hmm. know, because cause what is spirituality? What is consciousness? What is expansion? It's <laughs> different for everyone. And so I believe that each one of us has to define what the purpose of life is for ourselves. Mm. I don't know that I can say one specific answer, but I do know that the embodiment of my purpose uh, is, is to do with looking for ways to grow consciously, looking to experience more love, looking for ways and, and, and implementing those ways to make a positive difference in others' lives. Those are all things that give me purpose and that uh, 
help me live on purpose and that I love doing. So let's talk a little bit more about purpose because I think that there's a really interesting conversation that's about to take place and you have no idea what the questions are. (laughs) No, I don't. I'm a little bit nervous. No, don't be nervous. Don't be nervous. So (laughs) Forbes.com recently quoted you in an article as being the messenger alchemist because you're so amazing at digital marketing strategies and getting our brand and our message out there to the world. And Mm -hmm. seeing you speak on stage in front of thousands of people at the Traffic and Conversion Summit earlier in the year in San Diego was Mm -hmm. incredible. You literally lit up the stage and I could see everyone was so inspired. It's, it was, you know, my proud wifey moment. Thank you, <laughs> Seeing you up there. So I want you to, uh, as the CEO of our company, Soul Space Media, could you share a little bit about common misconceptions about sales and spirituality and how that ties into your purpose? Oh, gosh, that's a great question. Mm. That, that's a really great question. It's, uh, there's a lot of people who, who feel, well, actually, I'd say the vast majority of people, at least that I've come across, have various misconceptions or ideas about money. It's it's actually – it's a topic that we discuss every day, and yet it is such a taboo topic. Mm-hmm. Uh, some people uh, don't like the idea of – sales in in any way you, you know you you've you've seen people say that oh spirituality should be free or or yeah, it's a very uh, you know heated you, topic very heated. yeah, yeah that you'll you'll find people saying you should not sell any products or services it, it, it's this idea that we shouldn't sell spaces uh to our online products or our online memberships and so on and it's it's this deep immense negative association with uh, money, the idea of exchange of money, mm-hmm. and and it, it's just it's just such a fascinating topic. What's so funny is that so often these people who say that uh, are still willing to buy a book in a bookstore. So <laughs> they say you, sh- you shouldn't sell these 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 uh, messages, and yet they'll go to a bookstore and and buy. The what it comes down to is that. I feel like I would be doing a disservice to the world if I didn't uh, study and master ways of of portraying the value of what it is that I have to share with the world or that you have to share with the world. Because ultimately, you know, there there's this this uh, this scale where you can reach a certain amount of people through the free content that you you put out. Right on yeah. on your blog, so so you you put out so much value into the world, and if there's people out there who don't have money or, or can't invest in different products or services, that's the place to start is is by reading your blog and reading the the articles that that you share about manifestation and abundance and oh, and so much free stuff. It's it's crazy. Yeah, exactly, but then you get into a membership level of things and. There will be people who say, well, you shouldn't sell that. And yet the question is, how would you be able to serve people the way you are if you just made uh, you know, our, our, the, the monthly Manifesting Academy membership free, for example? Mm. Uh, we, we have that membership so that we can have a closer connection with, with people so that we can you know, hop on, on uh, Q&A sessions, question and answer sessions, so that we can do training sessions 
for people at more of a personal basis. If that membership was free, that we would never be able to achieve that. We would never be able to have the impact that we are having on people. So I think when- as is such a rags to riches story too, it shows people that if we can do it, they can too. And yeah. I mean, it's crazy for us. I mean, the, the income that we had when we first got together back in 2010 was peanuts. It was so yeah. tiny. You know, we struggled on a daily basis to then yeah. last year in 2016, spending half a million dollars on Facebook advertising. Exactly. I mean, that to me is absolutely incredible. You know, it still blows my mind that we did that. But, and I see people all the time that say, Hey, I found you through your ads or I found you through, you know, um, popping up in my Facebook feed or someone shared an article or word of mouth. And it's just the power of the way that positivity and, uh, vibrant energy can spread. Yeah, absolutely. And, it's, it's so fascinating because on a daily basis, there's so much love and appreciation that comes through. And yet there's a small percentage of people who just – they can't wrap their head around sales and marketing. They, they can't wrap their heads around the fact that uh, any business – any any and every and this is where that language pattern of every comes into play every business has to communicate their value to people and that is through sales and marketing and so if you can communicate the value you have to share with someone then they will be willing to invest in in, in your product or service and and ultimately it comes down to a, a simple exchange of value if if i can give enough value to someone for them, them to purchase service, then, then it makes sense. Mm. Yeah, it really does. And I think in the transformational leadership space, it's, there's, there's almost a few different groups of people that are willing to take the risk with their marketing in order to get the message out there more. And it's mm. those people that are on the leading edge, especially you'll work with messenger marketing, for example, to, to start playing around with these new tools that get the word out there. And it's these yeah. people that kind of lead the way and experiment that end up experiencing the most level of success and exactly. loyal fan bases because they're willing to take that risk. And, and and that's that that is the key word love is the risk. What a lot of people don't realize, see, pe- people see the the branding and the marketing, which that I mean, that's the purpose of it, it, it is to communicate a message. What they don't see is the inherent risk and struggle. Mm-hmm. The fact is, I'm willing to lead a risky life where I could lose a lot if things don't work out and I'm willing to do that because I care so much. You and I are willing to do that because we care so much. So, you know, spending a half million dollars on, on advertising was not some drop in the pond. And, and by the way, for those who aren't in the business of marketing, it's not like suddenly we had $500,000 sitting in a pile to spend. We started spending a little like $5 a day on marketing and advertising. And when we did that, we found that made more money back and then we could re-inject it in, back into the business. So, so it, it, was, it was this constant uh, flow of cash going out, cash going in, cash going out, cash going in. But with each, each uh, initiation of cash going out, we had to be willing. We had to be open to the possibility that that may not come in. And many times, it doesn't. There is a 
steep risk if you're wanting to live an entrepreneurial lifestyle. And it, 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 you should only do it if you have enough passion for it and enough caring to create an impact in the world. Mm, so whatever you're wanting to manifest, whether it is abundance or the career of your dreams or you want to start your own business, just remember that the energy that you put out there will always come back to you. In fact, it doesn't matter whether it's to do with work or business or whatever, the energy you put out there will always come back to you. And the thing to remember is to hold the space in your heart to lead with integrity. And I think that's the biggest difference between marketers in the transformational leadership space versus like somebody that's trying to sell you some diet pills. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Very true. So, so with work and life, how much do you rely on your intuition to lead the way? Very, very deeply. I, you, you, you know, I mean, you know my journey. But I used to be very heady, and when I say heady, I mean very much in my head. Um, but I've also had uh, over year, over the years, a very deep, 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 deep level of intuition. What is your definition of success? My definition of success, this is another one of those questions where it'll probably shift dramatically if I sit down and really think about it, because yeah. I'd want a really good answer. But I, I think it really comes down to the, for, for me, the amount of joy I'm experiencing on a day-to-day -day basis and the amount of joy and happiness that I can impart on the rest of the world. Mm, I think that's that's a great way of, of looking at it. So in terms of joy, what are the things in your life that bring you the greatest amount of joy? Oh, gosh. It, you, you know my answers. So, so <laughs> on, a, on a personal and professional level, in, in terms of business, I, I love being creative. I, I love expansion. So I love and thrive by focusing on the growth and building our business. I will focus on growth of our business to the day I die because no, no matter how far we grow, it's, it's a game to me to continue that journey of growth and evolution. And, and it, it's, it's a game to me. So that brings me an immense amount of joy. And, and when I'm doing that, being creative in, in different ways that I can connect that our what what we do with our business to the world on a personal level our family mm -hmm. uh, it brings me the i i mean our girls for example uh, our our two little ones lulu dawn and and ava moon god i am just so in love with those two and Every single day, I, I I can't wait to see them in the morning. I can't wait to see them after work. They just bring such joy to our lives, and I love spending time with them. And then, thirdly, but absolutely not least, is the time that you and I spend together. Us getting out and having fun and playing. I love going on adventures together. I love exploring the world together. I love it when you and I go to conferences together. I mean, I, I tell you all the time, like next month I'm going on a business trip. And I'm telling you, I wish you were going with me. I mean, we're around each other 24-7. And yet 
I'm going away for three or four days and I'm going, I wish you were coming with me because I know how much fun we have together. And especially when, when you know, we do have four kids, we do have a full time business. So just the idea to be able to go away together. Oh, it would be so much fun. Yeah, and, we'll, uh, we'll have that time soon. It's so funny. Yeah. We'll go to Whole Foods and we've got things to catch up on. <laughs> yeah, I, you <laughs> and I spent... Maybe an hour. <laughs> yeah, you, you and I get to the end of our workday and then the next 10, 20 minutes is catching up on everything. And then you or I will go to the store or go out for a little outing. I'll go to the freaking comic book shop <laughs> and come back with stories to share and, and stuff for us to catch up on. So Eternal slumber party. <laughs> exactly. That's what's great great about being married to you is that every night is a slumber party. So maybe we want to dive a little bit into the twin flame conversation because I know a lot of people have questions about what is a twin flame, what is a soulmate, what is a spiritual partnership. Uh, Do you want to explain a little bit about our story and how things kind of lined up so perfectly? Yeah, so twin flames, it's an interesting concept and one that I had never heard of before you and I met. Uh, all God. I had. Thank God, yeah. because I think that if we had heard of that concept beforehand, we would have been really attached to the to the concept. Exactly. Yeah. I, we. I would have been thinking that every every single crush on my journey to manifesting you is my twin flame. Oh, that uh, I I think I'm in love. That person must be my twin flame. Oh, I think I'm in love again. That person must be my twin flame. So uh, up until meeting you, I had only heard of. Uh, soulmates. Mm -hmm. And it was after us manifesting one another that we discovered the idea of twin flames, where I, 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 we, we discovered it by researching some of some different phenomenon that we were experiencing to doing, to do with uh, uh, channeling and connection with higher self. And we started to identify that a lot of the things we were experiencing had to do with this uh, concept called twin flames, which mm-hmm. according to uh, – gosh, I don't know who according to, but <laughs> the, the, the idea behind it is that it's two souls that were once split into two, and that is you and I. Mm-hmm. Now, I say all this very cautiously and carefully – because ultimately, it's not a label that I'm attached to. What I care about is the fact that I'm in love with you. Yeah, and what we, get I care- along. we get along like a house on fire, so it doesn't really matter. But I think for a lot of people out there, they, they might know of the concept of twin flames. They might mm-hmm. have experienced all of those signs of alignment from the universe, and there's too many similarities and synchronicities, and mm-hmm. they're wondering what to do next. Mm. So do you think we could give them a little bit of advice? Because I know a lot of people have the conception or the, the, have the idea that it's difficult, that it's well, a challenging relationship, that it can rip your heart out from your chest and spit it out. I, 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 I think it comes down I, – I, part of me wishes no one ever discovered the idea or concept of twin flames. I, more, more, more often than not, anytime I see anyone talking about it, they're just getting too, so wrapped up behind the labels and, and these definitions of what it is that, that someone told them. Yeah, it's very head-based, as you were saying, it, getting it, into, it, out of your head and into your heart. It, exactly. And, and so if someone's asking me, or saying, I found my twin flame, or I think my twin flame's out there, 
and I'm wondering what to do next. The first thing I'd say is, look, forget, just forget about this idea of being twin flames or soulmates. Here's the question. What is the love that you want to experience in your life? Mm. What is the love that you feel you deserve? What what do you want to experience with a partner? The label does not matter. What matters is the love that you each create and the love that you bring to the romantic partnership that you want to have in life. So the very first thing I'd say is, look, forget about the labels. It doesn't matter. What matters is what you want to experience in your love life. And then start focusing on that. Start manifesting that. If the love that you want to experience is not something that your the the person you believe is your twin flame or soulmate can give you or that it's not something that you can give them then either you're not meant to be together or some more unfolding some more expansion has to happen on your journey before that relationship can come together and it all comes back to everything happens in divine timing I think the other thing too, above and beyond the labels of twin flame and soulmate is the concept of spiritual partnership and spiritual union. Mm -hmm. And I think that that's where a majority of our work and our mission in the world has stemmed from the fact that Mm -hmm. we're so committed to the growth of our business to serve as many people as possible, and also Mm -hmm. to create a stable and harmonious environment for our children. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, I, I empathize with a lot of people out there that might be looking for love or might have thought that they have found love in, in you know, an unavailable twin flame, for example. And what mm-hmm. I'd encourage you to do is just get out of your head and into your heart and take care of yourself first. And, and focus on what you want to manifest. Yeah. Focus on what it is, what that love is that you want to create and start creating it for yourself First, you know, a, a really good friend of ours, and I, I don't want to say her name because it's a personal story to her, but she was talking about with me recently how – see, uh, there was a time recently in the past where, where she was really wanting to manifest a relationship, and, and she was craving it so deeply. And what I've seen so many times for people is that when they're craving, they're pushing it further away. When they're wanting so bad that their focus is on the gap, the lack of what they don't have, I see that they're manifesting more of that that lack, more of that um, distance in their life. And this dear friend of ours, she recently said, you know what? I've just in, – in the recent months, I've just been focusing on myself and working on myself, and I've just become so happy with who I am and so happy with being in my own space that – I'm just looking forward to w- to when I can share share me with the person that I want to love. Mm. I'm looking forward to when they show up, but well, I'm I, not I in love any that rush. So much because it's really creating the space for the relationship to unfold and to be yeah. attracted into their reality. I know for me, after coming out of a ten year physically abusive marriage, I was really scarred and, and traumatized. But mm. for the first time in my grown up life with the kids as a single mother. I was allowed to nurture myself and to take care of myself. And I believe that that incredible vibrational shift mm. created the space for you to manifest into my reality. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, I believe it too. Yeah. Oh, gosh. So many things to talk about. <laughs> <laughs> we'll have to have a part two, I think. Part two. Twin Flames part two. 
Mm. <laughs> um, so where would you like to be in five years from now? Oh gosh, five years. It, it's that, that's so funny to think about for me because I, you and I have talked so often how we feel like we live lifetimes in a month. Yeah. <laughs> it, it, I, it cons- constantly baffles me how little time has gone by uh, when, when it's, it's, you know, it may be a month and it, it feels like it's been six months since the last month was around the corner. But where do I want to be in five years? You know, I should really – another question I should really sit down and get, get clear on and focus on. It's, it's actually a bit far far for me. Uh, right now, you know, some, some, some transformational experts will, will say that you should have a one-year, a three-year, a five-year, ten-year <laughs> goal. For, for me, five years, it, it's just – I'm looking forward to the next one one year, the next two years, I'm looking forward to consistently growing our business, to consistently uh, creating more happiness in our home and our family, uh, looking forward to falling more and more in love with you each day and creating a better relationship with you each day. That's really what I want right now. So So if you could give yourself a message for Sean Patrick Simpson five years from now, what would it be? A message? A message. I want you to talk directly to Sean Patrick Simpson five years from now. I'd say you've done well, son. <laughs> That's all I'd say because I, I know I, I, it comes back to that knowing where I have no doubt that five years from now, there has been so much expansion. Our, our business has expanded uh, dramatically. We've reached millions upon millions upon millions more people. I just I, I have a certainty in that. I, I've seen how we manifest. I've, I've seen how committed you and I are. To, to our journey to manifesting. Uh, I, I've seen us consistently take steps to allow our journey to continue unfolding in beautiful, unforeseeable ways. So all I have to say to my future self is, hey, you know what? Good job. And it was all worth it. I just want for those of you listening to this this show to tune into the energy of excitement in Sean's voice and mm. also be reminded that life is an adventure and that it doesn't have to be hard. Mm. I mean, I, I love hearing Sean's enthusiasm and excitement for life. And I think a lot of us kind of get bogged down by our responsibilities or yeah. the bills that have to get paid. And we need to remember to make time to feel excited about the good things that are going to manifest into our lives because we're consistently manifesting. Yeah, it really is an adventure. That's why we wrote the we wrote seven adventures and manifesting books with a bunch of authors. Great title. Oh, gosh. Yeah. there's been so much good stuff to talk about today, and I'm going to have to have you back on another episode so mm. that we can discuss things a little bit more in depth. But yeah. for now, I want to take a moment to honor you for the work and the contribution you make in the world and the millions of people that you have positively impacted because of your skills, especially you. in getting the message of our work out there. Yeah. So thank you so much for having this conversation with me today. And thanks for being my very first guest on Journey to Manifesting. My pleasure, love. And I just want to say it's been, uh, well, first off, for any of our Soul Tribe members that are listening to this, if anyone who's part of our Manifesting Academy, 
uh, one of my favorite things with them is to do our manifesting trainings and Q&A sessions. So if they have any more questions, feel free to hop on our next session live and ask me. And then secondly, I just want to tell you, love, how much you mean to me and how much of a pleasure and absolute joy it is that my journey to manifesting is in sync and in line with your journey to manifesting because it, it wouldn't be the same without you and I would never want it to be uh, without you. Oh, thank you. You're going to make me cry. <laughs> <laughs> I love you. Okay. Bye. Bye. That was such a fun conversation. But before I go, let me tell you about something that I'd love for you to get involved in. The Manifesting Academy is the world's best online training ground for lovers of the law of attraction and spirituality. It helps you to play with the energy of the universe to manifest your desires. You'll also gain exclusive access to our incredible Soul Tribe community to help support you on your journey. So for more information, go to manifestingacademy.com. If you loved today's first episode of Journey to Manifesting, make sure you subscribe and leave me a five-star review. This way we can inspire more people to create the life of their wildest dreams. Until next time, enjoy your journey to manifesting.